welcome to another edition of the Unicorns Podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. Well, my guest today is Andrew Spark, the Managing Director of Q Mines, which is working quickly towards bringing its advanced Mount Chalmers copper project in Queensland back into production. Q Mines is listed on the ASX with the code QML. QMines this week released the positive results of a pit optimization study that confirmed the potential for a robust open pit mining operation and places the company on the fast track to a pre-feasibility study. The historic Mount Chalmers was mined sporadically between 1898 and 1982, producing 1.24 million tonnes of high-grade copper, gold and silver. In just 18 months, Q Mines has delivered four resources, including 88% in the higher confidence measured and indicated categories. Andrew, welcome back to the Unicorns. Thanks for having me, Justin. Okay, firstly, copper is in a great space right now, given the bullish outlook with experts predicting demand for the red metal will be exponentially stronger over the next decade or so due to the electrification of the world. So how does Q Mines then plan to capitalize on this growth? Look, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, copper really is the green metal. Uh, it's so critical to, you know, all this sort of, uh, you know, energy sort of transition that we've been, you've been hearing a lot about in the media. Uh, it's so critical to, you know, um, the rolling out of electric vehicles. Um, so critical to technology, to new infrastructure. It's, it's, it's really the, uh, the standout metal, um, you know, for this transition that we're going through. And, and at Q Mines, we're really excited about, um, you know, developing our business uh, to be ready for that transition. So we've currently, uh, obviously, our flagship project at Mount Chalmers that you alluded to is, is you know, we've had a really good year uh, or 18 months, rather. We've, we've grown the resource substantially with four resource updates since listing in May 2021. Uh, and we're marching that now towards production. So um, we, we believe that we can capitalise on this, you know, um, increased demand for copper, um, you know, by basically being ready, uh, you know, uh, in 2025, when we expect demand will really accelerate and, and supply is expected to uh, really tighten. Um, we, we think that's a really important sort of um, time frame to, you know, um, for, for our business to basically be ready to provide a, a green copper product into the market. Um, and the thesis really is that, you know, you want to supply your product when people are absolutely screaming for it. It just creates a lot more competitive tension and we think will really drive outsized returns for our shareholders. So, um, yeah. Tell, tell us a bit about, Andrew, the, uh, the history of, of Mount Chalmers, the mine there. Yeah, good question. So Mount Chalmers has actually had quite a long mining history, uh, a bit over 100 years of mining history. It dates back to about 1898, would you believe, um, when there was some small scale, you know, um, alluvial sort of production at the site. Um, but it wasn't really until, uh, you know, 1980, uh, between 1980 and 82, that it was mined as an open pit mine. So prior to that, it was largely, you know, small scale underground mining. Uh, and, and that was uh, completed by a group called GeoPico, uh, which are very well-known explorers uh, you know, in Australia and very successful. 
Um, and and they they Geo Pico uh, basically mined two pits at Mount Chalmers, the uh, the west load and the main load, and they carted all that ore down to uh, another um, very famous Queensland mine called Mount Morgan's, which is about sixty kilometres away. So um, so yeah, so it's 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 we're really lucky that it's because you know um, there's all that old mining history. There's a lot of infrastructure on site, which really allows us. You know, to fast track this process back to production. So we've got everything from, you know, um, you know, um, bitumen roads, the front gate. Uh, we've bought five rural properties around the site. Um, you know, we've, we've got grid power to the front gate. We're only 20 k's out of the regional town of Rockhampton on the coast in Queensland. So we're very lucky that that mining, you know, historic mining history gives us, you know, a really good head start in terms of developing this asset. We've alluded to this pit optimization study. Can you give us an overview of why you undertook the study and the outcomes? Yeah, sure. Look, just to give you, your listeners a little bit of background, um, open pits, generally speaking, you know, um, a, a lot less cost. Um, yeah, you know, a lot. You know, have a lot less cost profile than, than underground mines. So, you know, we knew that if we could if we could build a really robust, um, you know, open pit. Uh, deposit before this asset went underground later in its life, that that would give us a very good chance of generating really good economics for our shareholders uh, and really good returns. So, uh, so it was really pleasing this uh, this pit optimization study which we put out last week. Um, you know, it basically showed that we we can extend those two open pits uh, and and mine a further 7.1 million tons of uh, of potential ore uh, at quite a high grade of about 1.5 percent copper equivalent. So. What that means is that this will likely be you know, a very robust project. Um, mm. So quite significant, these results. E- exactly right. Yeah, it, um, the pit will be down to about 160 metres depth uh, and, and will still be in, you know, in the ore body once, uh, once we get to that depth. And so now what we're doing is we're using this early work to actually, um, as a, the base case for a, a, what's called a pre-feasibility study, uh, which is due out in the next couple of quarters. Uh, and but um, but I think the, the main message from that announcement was that there'll be further uh, improvement in in the economics and the scale of this mine as we start to now assess what's the underground potential at Mount Chalmers. But also there's three other de- known deposits around the um, around the mine site which we'll also look to look to incorporate. So a very very you know uh, exciting start uh, and and already shows that this. We expect this, uh, you know, this mine will have very strong economics, um, but with with a lot more improvement to come, uh, which we'll investigate as part of that PFS. Q-Mines revealed previously that it had identified the potential for multiple Mount Chalmers lookalike deposits. So what does that mean for the broader development? Yeah, good question. So I suppose to understand uh, the, you know, uh, the, the asset here, you've really got to understand the geology, and I won't go into too much technical detail because I know it can get a little bit laborious. But, but this is a quite an exciting, um, you know, geological deposit called a VMS deposit. And and for your listeners, a VMS deposit uh, deposits are known for two key characteristics. Number one, they cluster. So so basically, you find multiple multiple deposits within a cluster. Uh, and number two, they're very high grade. In fact, they're, they're typically the, the highest grade um, deposit style of any copper bearing you know, deposit. Um, so, so, so that generally means very good economics uh, when, you, when you find them. They're very rich. Um, 
But the, the key here is if we can find more than one of these uh, Mount Chalmers lookalike deposits, as we call them, you know, we think that'll really, you know, uh, improve the overall economics and improve the overall return for our shareholders. So uh, with that in mind, we just actually flew a very large, uh, what they call a VTEM survey over the over our, our tenement package. What, over is the, what is a VTEM survey? Yeah, I know it's, it sounds a bit, uh, you know, it's a bit, you know, mining and, and resources going down this, you know, techni- technological sort of transition. So mm-hmm. would you believe we actually flew a helicopter over our 300 kilometre square kilometre tenement package over the over the break, yeah, and um and and effectively we use some some new technology where we can look for um the the magnetism of rocks, um you know the the chargeability of rocks, so how conductive they are, um you know the density of different rocks, and that gives us really good insight as to where we can potentially find another you know Mount Chalmers lookalike in inverted right. commas. So. So yeah, so that's we expect to have that data back uh, actually released out to the market quite soon. So it's 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 more or less imminent. You can't give us a sneak peek yet. Oh look, I, I, all I can say is that we're very excited about it. We've got yeah, okay. you know we, we do have four uh, high grade soil anomalies where you know historic explorers actually identified four other um, you know areas where you know there's very high sort of concentrations of um, copper and zinc at surface. Mm. And, and, they're, and they're big. So so what the plan is now is to overlay this new survey that we've got over those soil anomalies and over a lot of other geological data so we can really refine, you know, the, the higher priority sort of targets for drilling uh, throughout the year. So really exciting time, but we, we expect if we can find one or potentially two or even more of these, that it'll really generate rate some really big returns for our shareholders. You mentioned they're using a helicopter. Is that something you could also do with... Um a drone have you looked at have you looked at that technology whether you could do a, a vtm survey with a drone or is it that not possible yeah no you, you can it's um it's actually really um it, it's becoming quite a good way to you know to do to run these surveys yeah the limitations obviously of a drone is you can't cover quite the amount of um area mm-hmm. um but the the obviously the obvious positive is it doesn't make as much noise and you know and and whatnot so it's probably cheaper too yeah exactly right so well, this just as a fascinating point, you know, this this helicopter was flying at 100 kilometres an hour um, with the, its big array at only sort of 40 metres from the surface. So, um, so it's it's quite amazing watching this helicopter yeah, okay. sort of fly through the sky at such speeds, you know, quite close to the surface. So, um, it's great. It's amazing how um, how quickly the the technology has really evolved in in this exploration business. So Mount Chalmers is also considered one of the world's highest grade gold rich volcanic hosted massive sulfide systems tell us about the significance of that yeah look obviously rich and high grade typically means you know the potential to find you know um or potential to have stronger economics when you when you look at mining some of these deposits obviously it's subject to a lot more work which we'll go into um you know which we'll we'll look at as part of the feasibility study but um you know these Mount Morgans and Mount Chalmers, which are two sort of, um, you know, deposits, or, or Mount Morgans is another deposit within our region, rather. <clears throat> it's about 60 k's away that I mentioned before. And, and both of those deposits, uh, you know, for whatever reason, seem to be the, you know, amongst the highest grade, uh, gold grade VMS deposits uh, of any other sort of VMS, you know, um, you know um, lookalike systems in the world. So, so that, that basically means that we've got very good copper endowment here, but we've also got very good gold endowment. Um, so, 
So that that that's great because you know obviously in the commodities business when you see you know fluctuating metals prices at times you know having that sort of um, diversification of um, of minerals can really help to stabilize your cash flows. So um, so it's it's a really you know good situation to have a you know high sort of high grade gold as well as high grade copper in in these deposits. Q Mines has now delivered four resources in just. 18 months, which is very rare among Australian explorers. So how have you been able to do this? Yeah, look, it's a good question. I think, you know, it's it's all about motivation. You know, we've got a great culture at Q-Mines and um, where we've got a, quite a young team. You know, I'm I'm sort of just turned 40 last year, so uh, which my Half wife keeps reminding me. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so I, I, I you know, I, I know I appear to be the, the youngest sort of, uh, you know, company director, but I think that's our, our superpower is that we, we move really quick. And, you know, a little bit about my background, I ran a, a resources fund quite successfully for uh, for five or six years. And, and we used to see a lot of, you know, companies come through, um, you know, talking about what they've been doing and, and you know, you'd hear a lot of the same stuff every year when they came through and, you know, there wasn't much progress. So, so I sort of, when, when putting this business together, you know, two or three years ago, I, I really wanted to put a, a team together that really moves um, and, 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 you know, doesn't sit around and watches the grass grow, so to speak. So, you know, so I think, I think, you know, the ability to move quickly can really generate um, a lot, lot better returns for our shareholders. And, you know, and I, and I will say our last, um, our last business, uh, Alt Resources, which, uh, was taken over by a large US-based private equity group in September 2020. We had a very similar situation there, where you know this, we had the same team, uh, and in two years we we basically delivered six resource updates, a maiden reserve statement, and a feasibility study, all within that 24-month period. So, so we you know we we think um, you know like the alt uh, transaction where we delivered a lot of value for our shareholders with that takeover. Um, you know, we think that it just gets the business a lot more noticed um, and, and investors really like, you know, obviously seeing regular updated progress on how things are going. So um, so it's it's partly, I think, because of a very motivated team. You know, we've, we've done it before. Uh, and the fact that also we've got a lot of skin in the games. We're all large shareholders in the business. So a different, uh, a different take on how to run these things. But uh, so far, it's proving very successful. And if you were to forecast ahead what is the expected timeline andrew for the next resource update okay so little challenging to answer um because we haven't got any guidance in the market but i will say as a bit of a hint that we have two other um uh deposits that are known and drilled and modeled in mm. in the region mm. and we're just uh we're just working on getting access into into one of those two so we expect that over time they will likely become our fifth and sixth resource updates, you know, subject to getting access and, and whatnot. So, so we've we've already announced that uh, we're, we're we're basically ready to to commence drilling that um, that, that next area called Mount Warminster, uh, which is which is only sort of five kilometres from the existing Mount Chalmers mine site. Okay. So um so we're just in into some final negotiations now to get in and access to those areas, but. You know, we, we don't expect that that we think that drilling will start relatively soon. So um, so not not too far off. How how often do you get up to the mine? I know you're based in Sydney. Um, how much travel are you doing up there? Yeah, look, I'm up there relatively regularly. So every sort of you know month or two months, I sort of you know call through to see how it's going. But um, 
I suppose my role is more about, you know, keeping shareholders engaged, um, you know, keeping them informed on how, we're, how things are progressing. Uh, so I sort of travel around a bit to, um, you know, mostly sort of major capital cities of Australia uh, to keep our, our shareholders um, up to date on, on how the business is progressing. But yeah, we, we do regular sort of site visits with, um, you know, with, with larger institutional investors and things. And we've just actually come back uh, from a trip with, um, with quite a notable, notable fund that's you know, having a very good look under the hood. So um, I, like the sound, I like the sound of that. Yeah, that's right. So it's, you know, it's, it's just an exciting time to be in copper for all those reasons you mentioned at the start. So, so you know, we've got quite a few people that are quite keen to get up and see, uh, see what all this progress means. So part of the strategy is the owner-operator exploration model. So I'm keen to know more about that and how that differs from most explorers and what are the advantages that this model has provided to Q-Mines. Yeah, well, Justin, I can tell you this, but you need to keep it very quiet. So Just between it's, us, it's, no it's problem. It's our secret source, that's right. So, no, look, um, being open, we're, we're, um, we like to do things a bit differently. And, and I think people, you know, particularly our shareholders, really recognise this. Um, you know, part of moving really quickly, we think, is, is about, you know, having good capability within your teams, um, you know, having, having some of your own equipment. So we've got a lot of our own drill rigs. Um, you know, and trucks and utes and things, so we don't have to wait for other contractors to mobilise their gear in and out and, and that sort of thing. Um, uh, but but also, um, you know, we, we've actually gone and bought all the land around the, the actual historic Mount Chalmers mine, and so we don't have to coexist with you know local farmers and things. We, we can we can basically drill where we want, when we want, how we want. So um, so that's really been the secret sauce: is some really strategic capital allocation early. You know, so we can secure the land so so that we can, you know, own our own rigs and things um, that are really driving, you know, outsized, outsized performance. And, and just to sort of talk to that a bit more, since we bought that drill rig, we've actually, uh, would you believe, reduced our cost by about 40% um, from the historic drilling with previous contractors. So 40%. Really? That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and that was, uh, we bought the rig in January last year and obviously we've had, you know, this dirty word inflation in the mining business is obviously ripe at the uh-huh. moment. So, yes. So we, we've we've reduced our cost by forty percent last year when when a lot of others put on sort of forty percent um, on 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 top of their costs. So, um, so it, it's really I suppose allowing us to really reduce our dilution. It basically means we don't need as much capital to execute exercise or execute mm. this business plan. Mm. Um, so we have to issue less shares, have to raise less cash. Um, so it just means that the shareholders who are who are there are, are bigger, you know, shareholders in the business. Um, but but the other important thing is it's allowed us to um, really accelerate the timeframe. So last year we pretty much, since we bought the rig, we pretty much drilled around the clock, um, and that really increased. Um, you know, we got basically sixty uh, percent more meters drilled uh, in the time, you know, compared to what we were getting with uh, the previous contractors over that last year period. So with very similar budgets, very similar sort of you know, access and everything else. So, so you can see it really is, is sort of our secret source to really, you know, um, you know um, pushing these businesses along quickly. So you're now undertaking metallurgical test work to progress Mount Chalmers towards a feasibility study and the delivery of a maiden reserve. So what does the timing look like for the completion of these, Andrew? 
Yeah, look, I would say the metallurgical test work's pretty much imminent. So uh, we, we put that, um, uh, we sent those couple of uh, uh, diamond holes, uh, the drill core over to uh, the ALS laboratory in, in WA uh, just before Christmas. So they've been working on it for quite some time now. And um, so we're expecting, you know, to get that, that sort of work back uh, relatively soon, which would be great. Uh, and that's really the last, you know, long lead item, I suppose, that, that we need to um, really get our teeth into this feasibility study. So, um, you know, given there's, there's been you know, historic feasibility study work uh, at, at this project and given all the extensive sort of work we've done in, uh, in the last 18 months, we think we could really fast track that, um, that feasibility study. Uh, and it's for, from our perspective, it's really important that we do that in a, a very independent way. So we're using very good quality independent contractors. Um, a fantastic sort of relationship we have is with a group called Como Engineers out of WA who, are, who helped us with our last business, um, you know, to put a feasibility study together on a, on a standalone mining operation at, um, in WA. So we're using the same group here and, um, and we're using obviously very reputable um, groups for metallurgy. ALS are well known in our business and whatnot. So, so in terms of timing, those, those sort of, you know, that metallurgical test work is more or less imminent. Um, the PFS will likely come out uh, next quarter, end of next quarter. Uh, but we've also got a number of other things, including, you know, I mentioned before that that helicopter-borne EM survey that we expect to see some results out from that soon, which is really exciting, uh, particularly if we can use it to find uh, another another potential Mount Chalmers. So Q Mines, if you look at the business, is also a bit of a trailblazer, certainly in the small cap exploration space when it comes to climate action last year i believe it was declared carbon neutral by the federal government and i think you're only um, one of three uh, resources companies to have achieved this so i'm keen to know more about the significance of the action that you're taking to i suppose bolster your your green credentials which are very important these days yeah look it's a really good question and something again that we're doing you know differently and i think it's you know you'll hear me say that a lot um in our marketing that you know we 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 think we can execute these business plans in a sustainable way and you know we we weren't prepared to just sit back when we listed uh in in may of 2021 and say let's just go down the old hat path um so I will say it's taken a lot of research and a fair bit of sort of you know hard work, but you know as you mentioned, we're really proud of the fact that um, you know we we we're really leading the whole industry in showing that we can actually do this sustainably, uh, and it really isn't that hard, and it really doesn't have to cost that much. Um, you know, if if you do the work, do the research, and and um, you know engage with uh, with various you know great contractors in this space, so. So look, we've now got um, two solar systems up on site. Uh, the site is completely off grid. Um, we're using a renewable fuel in our drilling, uh, which has a significant impact on reducing our um, you know, diesel emissions and, and carbon emissions from drilling. Uh, we've got a small wind turbine up on site. We've installed a large battery backup system um, so that we can, you know, we can obviously have power during the nights uh, when, it's, when the wind isn't blowing and the sun isn't shining. You know, we're really making a big uh, effort here to show that this, these businesses can be developed sustainably, um, and to be, you know, uh, you know, only a small cap business with a strong growth profile. But you know, um, looking out there, you, you know, even some of the bigger miners, even though they're, they're starting to make some headway, 
you know, with, with all their big balance sheets and, and cash flow, you know, they've obviously still aren't able to um, transition their businesses um, as quickly as we have. So um, with, with very finite sort of resources. So, so we're very proud of that. And I think it's a, it's a really key point of difference. But the other thing I'd say here is that, you know, we ultimately believe that, you know, providing a, a, a zero carbon uh, copper product in the market will attract a premium um, from the end user. And, and we think that is coming and we're starting to see, um, you know, some of that out of Europe at the moment where, where there are some, you know, some, some groups buying, uh, paying a premium for uh, zero carbon or, or, or low carbon copper products. So, um, so, so we, we think it'll drive outsized returns for our shareholders. And, and so, you know, we weren't prepared to just sit back and, and, you know, um, and, and just, you know, we, we really see an opportunity to pull every lever here to try and you know maximize the return for our shareholders so so we saw that as being a really good way to um you know drive a lot more interest in the business and hopefully a, a better economic outcome for um from uh, from a potential mining situation so final question you mentioned shareholders there what would be your your message to shareholders and those that aren't shareholders but are looking at q mines and thinking that it might be worth having a punt on the stock what's your message to them yeah, look, I think I think we are one of the very few, you know, small cap um, copper developers that's um, uh, not only you know not only moving quickly and really progressing their projects towards production, um, you know, but we're doing things very differently. You know, we we as as you mentioned before, we're doing things in a very sustainable way. Um, we're really moving the, the business along um, a lot cheaper uh, than other businesses, and so. You know, we, we have things, you know, I mentioned less dilution and less need for capital. Um, but also I'd, I'd say that, you know, you know, if you look at a lot of our marketing material, we've always said that, you know, multi-mine or multi-development, you know, businesses trade at a premium to single mine, their single mine peers. So, you know, we, we think very differently. Obviously, you know, we've come from the investor markets, the capital markets, so we think like investors. Uh, and we're, we're pulling all levers to try and really maximise uh, the return for our shareholders. And, and it's a bit of a hint that we're all very large shareholders in the business. Um, you know, and myself, I'm, I'm the largest shareholder in the business. and I've put a lot of my own uh, money into, into, the, into the company, uh, as well as a lot of my peers. So, so we, we really want to own this business. We think that, you know, um, you know from your comments right at the start of the, uh, the package about, you know, the, the transition that's going on in, in the world, uh, and the, and the, the you know the growing need for copper, we really think that we're going to be very well placed to you know generate some outsized returns for our shareholders over the next couple of years as we as we start to transition this business into production. So um, so it's a really exciting time to be a Qmine shareholder and and um, you know and so you know if anyone would like to sort of reach out and or have a look at us online, uh, please do so. The the ticker code is QML. Uh, we're listed on the Australian Stock Exchange. Um, we'd love to have you part of the um, part of the team. Andrew Spark, Managing Director of Q Mines. Thanks for joining me on the Unicorns podcast once again and best of luck for 2023. Thanks for your time, Justin. Great to be with you.